I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. Oh, hello, Sal. Hey, Lou. Are you having flashbacks to this recording? This was such a laugh, wasn't it? Oh, my God. I mean, legends from childhood. Legends from childhood. Yeah. Still legends, though, really. And oh, absolutely. They thought I was 38. So no, You kept saying you were 38. Oh, they didn't did I? think that. They just were being polite. Yeah, that's all. Oh, yeah. Oh, OK. But we had, right. we had a lot of drinks with them, didn't we? I mean, I can't even remember what we talked about. We were pretty smashed. Yeah, we were. This is the first recording that neither of us can really... Well, no, actually, the second for me, but the first for you that we can't really remember what happened that night. We should probably both listen to it and find out. (laughs) Yeah. This is a photo of Trev and Simon from Going Live, because that is who is joining us, the Swap. I can't recognise us there, because the scary thing is we have hair. We also have ridiculous suntans. we just come back from Tunisia. We had a holiday in Tunisia, do you remember? Oh, goodness, do you, yeah. Do you remember that far wow. back? Yeah, yeah. kind oh. of first lads holiday, I think. It was me, Simon, and Paul Brophy, who was kind of writing with us at the time and things. Yeah, well, we suddenly had a little bit of money. We were on £200 a week then. So we were, Shut uh, off, Trev. What year was that? Eighty nine, something like that. Eighty eight, eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. Do you know what I reckon that you were, you'd both been on a sunbed? There was definitely a point when I had more money than sense. So before going to a holiday, I would pay to go to this place near Victoria Station to stand in a booth. You couldn't even lie down. You stood there for ten minutes. You didn't really, did you? I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew that. You've got to be ready on the beach, haven't you? Exactly. Base tan. I know I'm with you, Simon. Simon, you're claustrophobic. (laughs) (laughs) Not when there's a tan at stake. That's where all that goes. Every time we came up with a character that involved him being in a slightly restricted kind of costume, like we we did a mud skipper where he had to be in a kind of big brown sleeping (laughs) bag with fins kind of thing. And he like slithered on into the studio and he said, oh, I can't do it. I'm claustrophobic. Then we had to be a couple of maggots one day, didn't we? I didn't like anything like that. You know, you know those sleeping bags that are kind of shaped to go down to a point. Oh, I can't get in one of those. I could never get in one of those. They're hellish. I've got very large calves, Simon. (laughs) You'll never get a calf in a sleeping bag. (laughs) Talking of calves, though, and talking of drinks, I'm having vodka made from cows. What? What? That's milk. No, you mean it was made on the Isle of Wight? No, no, no. It's 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 made with cow's milk. Once once they've done all the cow milk business, they're left with this other stuff, and they make it into vodka. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Cheese vodka. Now this, I'm gonna tonight. I'm gonna have a cheese teeny. Um, Will you tell the listener what you've decided to bring to the party this evening? Well, well, firstly, I'm going to say it's your fault. You shouldn't have let us on. We shouldn't even be on this thing. 
I mean, you, oh, you know, you've got this I'm kind so of sorry. high class thing where you analyze and you're experts on wine and you do all the wine drinking and, you know, then experts, you yes. are experts. We would only come on if we could not drink wine because neither of us drink wine. Yeah. So we said, yeah. you oh, know, we'll have to drink beer or cocktails yeah. is what we've gone for, I think. Yes. Yeah. Espresso martinis. Thank you, Trent. Thank you. I've made my fresh coffee, which... um, (laughs) Got an espresso. Oh, you've already made yours, Simon. Simon's already made his. I was going to make it as part of this, but that was too complicated because I'd have to go off to the kitchen and so on. Listen, I'm assuming we're going to get through more than one cocktail, yeah? So I'll make make the next one. Can I just ask, is someone going for Kahlua? I've got Kahlua. Yes. Yes. Got Kahlua. Okay, I'm what? using Kahlua. So it's just Simon who's not using Kahlua. I'm what using use? Fair Cafe Liqueur, which, Trev, you actually bought me. So I've got 35 millilitres of Fair Cafe Liqueur, right. a right. shot is- of Ristretto, and wow. then 50 or more centilitres of Black Cow Vodka. And the only thing I'm missing, which I'm a little annoyed by, is I should have a little coffee bean into, on the top. Do you want to hear my ingredients? Yes. yes. As you can see, my one here I prepared earlier. So I've got, as you said, I'm using Kahlua. How much Kahlua do you put in? Well, this I use one shot of everything. This is my shot, which is a big oh. shot glass there. Oh, yes. That's a large one, I'd say. I'd say first, though, have you got crushed ice? No. Oh, I've got ice, crushed. but not crushed, I'm okay. afraid. Ideally, it is should be enough? crushed ice. But mm, I know. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. However much Kahlua you put in, it shouldn't that's be. That's too you, much. Yeah. You need at least <laughs> the same amount of vodka. Ideally about, I'd oh. say I'd say two-thirds vodka to one-third Kahlua. And also, if you're going to put that much espresso in as well, you're going to be awake till next week. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> this is my shot, which is like a large shot. So it's sort of like a double. Well, you look like you've oh, got this is, a quadruple there. This, no, this is the lid of the cocktail shaker. So I'm just, oh, sod it. I'm just Mine's in. I'm shaking, mate. I'm shaking. So hang on. You did the you did the Kahlua, you did the vodka, and you added the... No, I haven't. Hang on. So I put exactly the same of that in. Same amount of vodka. This is my recipe. Simon's might be different. Mine's different. So I'm going I've... for one Kahlua, one vodka, one shot of hot espresso. Very oh. hot. See, that's crazy. That is just... That's the craziest thing you've ever done, Trev. Well, I'll tell you why. Because the hotter it is, mixed with the ice, and you shake and shake and shake until you hear the ice disappear. So there's just a little tinkle of ice left. Okay? Nobody wants a little tinkle in the drink. (laughs) When you pour it out, you get a froth on it like that, you see. You get a head. Got a head on it. Look at that. Yeah. And I've also gone for three coffee beans, because that's the traditional thing, apparently. Health prosperity and happiness. Oh, is that right? One, one, each being, yeah, it could be Freeman Hardy Willis, it could be Emerson Lake of Palmer, it could be <laughs> other things. But... I think you would be very happy, wouldn't you, after a couple of these? Can I just say what the other added ingredient I put in mine, which I prepared earlier, yeah. some sugar, sugar syrup, which right. is just sugar and water on the stove. Yeah. That is in the recipe, but I, through trial and error, I decided that the Kahlua was sweet enough for me, and so I, I don't add extra sugar. Oh, I but, see. But it oh. is in it is in quite a few recipes. Do you add sugar, Simon? I, I I don't add sugar to this. I add sugar to my other two favourite cocktails, which would be either an old fashioned or a Manhattan. Maybe not a man- Manhattan. Definitely an old fashioned. But Radically, I, I made, I've made my espresso <laughs> martini so differently from how you've done it, Trev, and so oh, differently from how yours. you've all done it. Well, firstly, so this is the vodka, okay? Now, the scary yes. thing is 
I bought this yesterday, especially for this. Good. I had to test things last night just to, wow, just to work, you know, make sure I could make a... Anyway. Does it taste of cow? It's got a really creamy kind of taste to it. It's You can tell Ooh. it's from a cow. I'm right. In a good way. Because I'm going to go and find that. I think it's my favourite vodka. I would say it's my favourite vodka. You can definitely drink this vodka neat. You know, you don't have to use it with other things. You, you can, Simon. You're absolutely <laughs> correct because you've drunk half of it. Now, the thing is, I don't have... All my cocktail stuff is in storage. You don't have a cocktail shaker. So, actually, uh. I've been cocktail stirring... And oh. what I do, Ooh. to get everything nice and cold beforehand, I wouldn't put that I, – I even made my espresso in advance so it's nice and cold. Got everything cold, put the vodka in the fridge, put the martini glass in the fridge, and put the jug I was going to mix it all in in the fridge. Not the fridge, the freezer. Sorry, the freezer. Put everything in the freezer. Then bring it out, add a load of ice, and then stir the cafe liqueur or Kahlua and the vodka together with the ice and give it a good stir. And the reason being, if you stir it, you don't break the ice cubes and therefore you get a purer spirit. You're not diluting your drink too much. Can I just say, why why has Trev got a head on his? And I've made it exactly to his specifications. And mine just looks like... I reckon it's the hot coffee. Did you put the hot coffee, the hot espresso Mm. in? I think yes, yeah. I did. Oh. And you shook and shook and shook. Wasn't an espresso though, Lou. You had a filter coffee. Ooh. Oh, she's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've gone in. Right, I'm going to drink guys. mine. Cheers, Cheers. Thank you. Cheers everybody. That's I did lovely. a bit of research, Sally. I've I've been googling. Twenty years following and- these two. <laughs> oh, this! I got this photo, by the way, in 1991 when I wrote to you asking whether you would come and make a video of Kinky Boots with me. Oh, and, did we? And uh, no, you didn't. You politely said no, but that's fine. <laughs> I'll tell you that's what. Absolutely fine. You're lucky we even got back to you. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> no, I, said, I we knew did. that one day I would be sitting on a computer, staring at your little faces, drinking <laughs> petrol. And this is what it's all been yes. Thank she you. She planned it out from there. Petrol this with coffee, coffee-flavoured petrol. Yes. But do you know what? This coffee-flavoured uh, petrol, the um, espresso martini originated in the 1980s, don't you know? Oh, how oh really? Uh, that late? Was it invented yes. by Sade? It was invented by a model. No, it was a model went in. Do you know, I'm pissed already. I've had <laughs> I'm not surprised. A model went into a bar... Oh, it's like a joke. joke. Hey? Yeah. yeah. And uh, the but- and she said, I want something to wake me up and then fuck me That's up. It, yeah. And the guy went, here we go. And he worked next to a coffee machine and the bar. And so he just put the two together. And apparently that's how the espresso martini was uh, birthed. That's what is- I, I have heard that story, but I didn't realise it was the 1980s. I was assumed it was like Ooh. 50s or yeah. 60s. Or- that's why I thought it'd be Sade, because I could imagine Sade going into a bar and Paul Weller being behind the bar and Paul Weller makes yeah. it the Sade. I could imagine yeah. that's how it happened. Oh. Yeah, that'd oh, be- can you imagine if... If Paul Weller did make your drinks, I'd love that. I'd I'd be yeah. I I don't have a picture of Paul Weller though. Yeah, so, but imagine if but Paul this... Weller was working in a bar and not making the music. Oh, he could probably oh, do it all. That'd be he's, that, he's that good, yeah. isn't he? He could probably do everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also did a bit more research. I'm trying to get this out now before I get pissed because that's likely to happen because I've not had any lunch. She's, she's so insistent on the research. Just because she's done a little bit of work. We just no, have to I like it. Never normally. We just have to be patient yeah, with her. Yeah, well done. No, I know. Just let me get it out my system. Oh, no. You went to um, Manchester University. She's been on Wikipedia. That's we did. I have. We did. I have. And um, did you go to the Metropolitan one or that is that the shit one? Or we the didn't go one? to the shit one. How dare you? Manchester Steve Coogan University. went to that one. 
We went to yeah. the proper one. <laughs> the University of Manchester, big red brick building. Now, tell me this, because I auditioned for Manchester Uni for the drama department. Just, just, you had to establish I, that it was for the drama rather than maths. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but other than trying. I wanted to be a professor, but it just wasn't my thing. And um, I went and auditioned in like a cinema or a theatre type thing, which I was trying to work out now in my old age where the hell that would have been. But where on Oxford Road was Was it Was it contact theatre? <gasps> And then you did your comedy on the Manchester comedy circuit because that's where I cut my teeth on the Manchester comedy well, circuit. Well, for what for what existed as a circuit back then, which was very small, there was no venues particularly. It was uh, 1984-85 and there wasn't a lot going on then. It was all it was all kicking off in London, but Manchester had a kind of small but brilliant little alternative art scene. So we we quickly moved down to London, not not because we wanted to leave Manchester, but because we just had to find a bigger circuit really because there wasn't really enough work and certainly not enough paid work in Manchester to keep us going at that point. So we went down to London and earned £5 on the door every evening. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask how old you both are? Is that rude? Yes, you are. You are allowed to ask, and yes, it's incredibly rude. <laughs> Is no. it? Um, oh, okay. No, it's not. I'm still going to ask. Well, I, 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 it seems to be a standard thing. I was listening to your chat with Emma Kennedy, and you were all asking ages and everything. So if that's you know, if that's part of the deal, you have to know: it can is. you drink alcohol and yeah. stay alive as long as us? It's an important question. Mm. Um, mm. And the, on April the first this year, I'll be fifty-eight. Bloody Fuck hell! Yeah, April Fool's Day, fifty-eight. <laughs> She's already done. She's already put the F word out there. But fuck well, me. well, also you've now know, put me under odd. pressure because I've got to give my age, and you're just going to go yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we can see that." Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> well, on, no, let's I, see. Let's see. I'm fifty-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I just can't, I won't have it because <laughs> that makes me really old. Because this, I got this in 1991. Jesus, that's the third time she's told us that. <laughs> Is it? If you got it in 1991 yeah. and you wrote into the yeah. program to get it. I'm going to hazard a guess yeah. that in 1991, you were nine, oh, she's which, much which means that. you would be, I can't figure out what that makes you now. That would be 82, makes you 40. And the rest. 40. And the rest. No, 38. 38. <laughs> Am I way off? 46. No way. Yes. You see, this is why we should all drink. I'm not playing the guess time. the age. Okay. I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't happening in this house. <laughs> well, you're, both, you're, you're, you're most probably like me and Trev, you're both the same age. Oh, I'm a little yeah. bit older than yeah. her. Annoyingly. She is older no, and I really, really like her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. Trev. Well, what's your favourite drinky poos then, uh, like in the real world? So we made you drink cocktails today, mm. but if you were going out for a beverage... Um, Down the pub you, when they're open. Yeah, what would you normally well, have? Well, I've got one handy anyway. It would normally be a bottle of Peroni. <laughs> Simon's nipped off to get his. He's gone. He's gone. I He's like gone. A, a bottled back. lager. I can't take a lot of volume, so I don't drink pint after pint. But, you know, I'll drink a few bottles. How Sorry. many times a night are you up? <laughs> well, it depends how many pints beforehand. But exactly. no, it's not, actually, it's not that reason. It's more, I don't know. I've just always got a bit bored drinking pints. So I'd have a few now, even now, I'll have a few bottles of lager. And then I'll go on something like I don't know rum and coke or something or um, uh, nice. rum and or rum and ginger beer. That's my latest Ooh. one. Oh hello, yes, lovely. dark and stormy. Mm. Oh, it's very filling are. beer, Look isn't it? That's what I find it. Yeah. I think maybe that's yeah. it. So then I go on. So then by the end of the evening, I'm, I'm on the Cointreau or, or tequila shots, whatever it's going. And right. he's naked on the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> just with his headphones yeah. on, swinging just his shouting, I'm 58, I'm 58. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Simon? Simon? What's yours? Yeah, what... Here's an example. So, so is the... it made from a cow? So this is no. <laughs> I hope not. I don't know. Sudi Brewery. This is this is just one of their beers that I've got in now because they're closed. But that's one of the local bars. So I quite like going to all the local bars where they brew their own stuff. Oh, so yeah. Sudi Brewery is great. Craft Metropolis in Penge is mm. just fantastic. Now such a load of beers. This is my favourite type of beer at the moment. This is an example of it, but it's a New England IPA. <gasps> so Ooh. a New England IPA is just some made-up nonsense, really, because an IPA is an India pale ale, and that's nothing like a pale ale. But a New England IPA wow. is basically like, it'll be really cloudy and kind of yellowy, and it will taste like almost you're drinking alcoholic orange juice. It's got a real fruity kind of taste to it, and I love New England IPAs. They're just fantastic. Sometimes you drink them and you don't realise they're alcoholic, so you just keep chugging. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, not, it is, it's definitely a beer. It's not like an alcohol pop. But it's it's a beer that's got this kind of fruitiness to it. Fruitiness. Yeah. Well, they do, some of them do have grapefruit and strawberry, and I've got I had mm. one that was a stout with marshmallows. You know, it's uh, oh, that's yeah, stouts are good like that. I don't like all the the sort of sours that have been made, and I don't like them at all. Sour beers. No. Do you two get drunk really easily? Have you You've got um, some good drunk stories? You, maybe. Yeah, I've got any drunk stories together or apart. Well, certainly well, we can get drunk very easily, but like I think. Um, and I, I've never been, when I think back to my godfather, my Uncle Ken, who used to tell me tales of when he was young, of drinking 13 pints and then not wanting to let the side down. So going to the toilets deliberately to make himself sick, to then be able to drink more. You know, and this was oh, the thing that oh people did back in the 1940s. If I drink six pints, then that's me drunk, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah, we, well, I think that's fair pints. enough. That's, I get drunk quickly on pints, which is probably why I sort of pace myself a bit. But, but once I get over a certain point, then I'll just drink anything that comes, really. But um, <laughs> uh, we we had a very good drinking drunk experience in our early days when we did we started going live at that point. I can't remember. But we, there was a film with Mickey Rourke, what, Barfly. Oh, and, Barfly. Um, oh, my goodness. I've forgotten about that. Do you remember? Oh, so you were, Yeah. Oh, so Jesus. I was living in uh, Tulse Hill then with our mate Paul, who we went on holiday to Tunisia with. We watched Barfly with Mickey Walk. And basically, he's, a, well, I can't remember the story. Part so it's based sad. on um, Barfly. It's, it's kind of a semi-autobiographical film. Do you know Charles Bukowski, the writer? Beat Nicky kind of writer. He, I mean, and he was, he drank. He drank like crazy. So Barfly is kind of about him. And we just played that game where... Every time they had a drink in the film, we had to have a drink. But, I mean, it's a crazy thing to do with that film because it, it's barfly, you know. We each had a bottle of um, Jack Daniels or bourbon, some kind of bourbon each. And so every time yeah, Mickey Rourke had a drink, we'd pour a shot and we'd have one. <laughs> and it's a long film. And then he goes into a bar and he's, he's an alcoholic. You know, this is a crazy thing. <laughs> and Bert Tyler Moore, who's a comedian, was, was yeah. with us. I hope he won't mind us saying this. But he didn't like whiskey or bourbon, so he, he did it with gin. And uh, Oh, my God. So he had a shot of gin every time uh, Mickey Rourke did it. I think after about 10 minutes, he was on the floor. <laughs> and then we were very quickly. I was. I remember throwing up outside uh, on the steps of Simon's flat, which is a bit unfortunate. Gently rubbed my back while I was throwing up. Oh. All over the place. Very kind of him. 
But the, the like other it. thing is, and, and it happens often, I think, when I get drunk, I have to be careful not to get drunk, because I do remember that by the end of the evening, I was out on those steps. The steps are outside of the flat and the stairs down to the street. And I was standing at the top of those steps, shouting out to the world, but completely naked. Yeah. And I, I'm afraid <laughs> that, like, that's what I tend to do if I have too much to drink. Yeah. Maybe so I, get, I don't know. Maybe I get hot. Yeah. I don't know. So that would have been a fun photograph. Simon naked rubbing my back while I was being sick over his stairs. That was. So I would have written in because it was 1991, remember? <laughs> and uh, and you would have signed a naked photo of yourself <laughs> yeah, for me. No. And then this would be God. a very different evening. Oh, Imagine if the paps had got you. Yeah, Imagine well, the paps had got you there yeah. naked on the front steps. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever uh, do going live whilst a little bit inebriated? The worst, the worst one. I was thinking about this and going back to comedians from way back then. And one you may know, you may have worked with him, a mate of ours, Simon Bly. He. Oh um, yes. So Love there was a period Simon. where the two of us and Simon Crazy. and Bert all did a live show together. He, in his younger years, he was. Um, and basically, I went with Simon Bly when he was doing a he was doing a gig at a hotel on the Isle of Wight. And I went with him just for fun. And we went over to the Isle of Wight and we did this gig. And then no one, it was it was in a dead hotel. There was no one there. About four or five people. So after the gig, we just all kind of got drunk. And I'd said to Simon, listen, we've got to be really sensible. This was a Thursday night. And I had rehearsals all day Friday for the live show on Saturday of going live. And uh, I just said to him, you know, well, firstly, we were meant to go back that evening. That went out of the window because yeah. we were drinking. And the people who were on the hotel went, no worries, we'll put you up here. You can stay here. And I went, okay. Mm. Um, okay and then I said to Simon, make sure we're up in the morning because you have to get me back. We have to get back because I'm rehearsing. And, you know, I need to be there for 10.30. So we have to get up about 7 in the morning. And at the end of the evening, I do remember yet again, I remember running along the coast of the Isle of Wight, naked, and taking off my watch. Of course, and I, I wanted to get rid of time, so I took off my watch and threw that into the sea. <laughs> and then that was that watch gone. And then anyway, then we go to bed. And I woke up the next morning with the, the curtains wide open and the light streaming in, and it was right on the coast, mm -hmm. so just looking out over the sea. And the TV was on, so I'd gone to sleep and left the TV on. And it was kind of Richard Maidley and Judy Finnegan. So oh, it's no. this morning. Oh, so no. I thought, oh, my God, no, this morning's on. I've overslept like crazy. Yeah. And the next thing is Richard Maidley going, goodbye, we'll see you tomorrow. <gasps> and so I realized it was, like, it was midday. And so <laughs> I just had to I had to phone up. I remember phoning up. I don't know if, Trev, you remember this because you'd have been in the studio. But I had to phone up my boss, Chris Bellinger, and say, look, I'll be there about three in the afternoon. <laughs> you're on the Isle of Wight. You still got to get the ferry. Well, I know, I know. And it's still. And you've got to find your clothes. Yes. Because you watch and time is somewhere. Funny That's how a... time suddenly came back then. That's a good point. <laughs> I must have left my clothes in a pile on the beach because yeah. I because you know I hadn't planned to stay over, so it's not like I'd taken a change of clothes. And then there'll be some seal somewhere that's dead, and they'll have done an autopsy on it, and then your Casio watch will oh, inside oh, it, no. in the belly Simon. of a seal somewhere. Very irresponsible, Simon. It might well have got stuck in a dolphin's blowhole or something. That you <laughs> quite right, Trev. Boy, oh, shouldn't laugh. That's awful. But it's just the word <laughs> blowhole. Sorry, it just makes me laugh. It's called spit. <laughs> 
this is called spit or swallow. We're allowed a few innuendos. Uh, what about you, Trev? Surely you've had a night like that. Well, uh, well not, not quite like that. I've still got my watch anyway. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> No, I remember one when we were doing, I think it was probably live and kicking. It may have been going live. I can't remember. But um, the boss, Chris Bellinger, said, look, there's a snowstorm coming to, to London and we do, I don't want you all not being able to get in from your various homes. So to make it safe that you'll all get in safely, you're, the whole crew, cast, production team, are all going to stay in a hotel in Shepherd's Bush. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, great. Yeah, great idea. Um, so we, we, we weren't late because of the snow, but everybody came in the next morning feeling Hi. rough. Because everyone just, obviously, just stayed up and, and, and had a good, a good night. But the next morning, I had to sit on a, a kind of plastic monkey dressed in, <laughs> in, in a kind of fake fur animal suit with a, with a bowler hat because we were doing this thing <laughs> called Let's Go Nuts or Let's Go Bonkers, one of the two. But uh, we did two different versions. And basically, it was a really noisy thing where um, an a big siren would go off and the studio would go crazy if somebody said a particular word there was like a secret word and if once that word was said that would spark just chaos in the studio now that's fine but if you're sat on a plastic monkey surrounded by little kids and you're about to throw up at any minute it's really it was awful and I just thought oh no this is bad this is the end now because here we are like there's over three million people watching at any point nine million over the three hours but three million at any given point and uh, I thought oh no I'm going to work be sick on a child's head I did I held it in and, and it was all fine in the end but you know that feeling when you just wish you weren't there really the stupid yeah. thing is maybe we in a bad sense we learned our lessons because we also missed so many great opportunities we had um, when we did live and kicking I think it was oh. we had Ian Brody from the Lightning Seeds oh. he wrote our theme tune for us and oh. so we got involved with Ian Brody and then he invited us along so the Lightning Seeds were doing a gig at Shepherd's Bush Empire and it was a Friday night. And he said, yeah. will you come and introduce us on stage? And we said, yeah, sure. And we went and introduced them on stage. And then we went backstage afterwards. And he was working a lot then with Terry Hall. And Terry Hall yeah. was there. And yeah. we were just in awe. We were, we were really yeah. stupid. We were really useless. You know, we were kind of awestruck. If you meet oh, your God. heroes, you know. <laughs> so Terry Hall was there. And he, we kind of went alone. He went, all right, lads. And, I mean, he's never a smiler anyway, you know. But we just didn't know what to say to him. And then Ian Brody was saying, well, stick around, lads. We're going to have a few drinks afterwards, blah, blah, blah. And we went, oh, no, we've got to go to work tomorrow. And because it was a Friday night, yeah. we were really sensible. Because, you know, we had to be – we were being picked up at something like half five in the morning to go to the studio. So, you know. I've nearly finished this rocket fuel. I'm not following. bloody lovely. I bought a can of espresso martini no. to see how it would compare you idiot. to them before. So, you idiot. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, just pour it down the toilet. No, I'm not going to. I paid for it. I've I had think one of it's going to be considerably weaker. I think sweeter. And sweeter, probably. Sweeter and weaker. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Has it, got the, has it got the white hair? Oh, it looks like it's got a head. It's got the head. Hey. It okay. It looks better than when, the one you made. <laughs> it did, because the one I made looked like rusty... Poo water when you've got diarrhea. I'm jealous because you've got those oh, fancy no. glasses that are ideal for I, Manhattans. I stole e these glasses from, or whatever they're called. Is that what they're called? Yeah. I stole these from um, a bar in Manchester. I used to live in Manchester. Most of my glasses are from cocktail bars in Manchester. What was the name of that bar? One, that you stole that one from? This one is from a pub called the Lasagari. Oh, the Lasagari. Just, just a few listening. Yeah. That's, that's what are you are you Are you all good with French? What's a coupe? Because I, I know why the glass is called it, but I don't know what a coupe actually means. Because the glass 
And Lou, check this, because otherwise it's going to make me sound so weird. The glass was designed to match Marie Antoinette's left breast. I love the way you said this is going to make me sound a bit weird when Trevor had already been telling us about sitting on a monkey or whatever those (laughs) (laughs) And that did nothing for that. How would we know? Sally and I were chatting the other day. I think we were a little bit inebriated and Sally said, oh, I really want to ask them whether they met Jimmy Savile and um, Rolf Harris and all of that. But we won't ask you that. We can. Oh, did you? uh, As far as I remember, we only met Jimmy Savile once and that was in the foyer in the reception of the BBC. And um, at that point, he came in as if he was like royalty, BBC royalty. And uh, he went up to the reception desk. The receptionist at that point behind the desk were all female. And he took them each by the hand and kissed their hand and called them lovely and all this and uh, made a huge show of all that. And then he went off and we stayed behind and they all just went, and all just uh, kind no, of... No, it's horrible. He actually opened the door to go in to their, oh, you know, no. he went into their, into their space uh, and did all that. Yeah, I can hear Amanda, our producer, I can hear her going, get off this subject! <laughs> Perhaps um, the one of the most kind of awful things in terms of what went on then. So we did a sketch where there were a couple of guys who ran a record shop. And at the end of oh, the yeah. sketch, we had the guests of the day coming into the sketch to join us and dance around. And it was called Robert's Records, and their catchphrase was, we don't do discs. But basically, the sketch ended with Pulp coming in, accompanied with Gary Glitter. So he had Gary Glitter and Pulp coming into a sketch with us, and we all danced around together. Your catchphrase should have been, we don't touch kids. (laughs) I love the idea that you'd think that should have been our catchphrase. I mean, that's a a winner of a catchphrase, honestly. On kids' TV. (laughs) We don't touch you. (laughs) (laughs) Who was the most famous person that you had? I've been going through, and I'm putting them all up on Facebook, it's crazy, but I've been going through boxes of scripts because I've got to get rid of them all. I've got, like... 15, 20 uh, boxes. I've got, I've got to, no, they've got to go. And so if something stands out as being enjoyable or fun, I kind of tend to take a picture of it. Without doubt, I think from our point of view, and I think we could only appreciate this in retrospect. I think at the time it didn't have the same kudos it would have now. Of course. But maybe the best sketch we could have ever done, or the, not, it wasn't a good sketch, but in terms of having a good guest, was that we got to do a sketch with Mel Brooks. I mean, that's quite amazing. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Yeah. So, you know. I wonder if that's still available to watch. I wonder if it's on YouTube. I anywhere. kind of hope it isn't, because it won't live up to my memory oh. of it, you know. It maybe wasn't our best thing, because he did. He said at the end, didn't he? He said, well done, lads. That was very nearly a sketch. Yeah, but, oh. that, was, but that was fun. But that was nice sweet. Yeah. In a nice way, actually. Yeah, it yeah. Wasn't, yeah. I made it sound a bit sarcastic. It wasn't that like that. I just am naturally sarcastic. Wow. You two are so much younger than us, but if you can still remember when you're, are, you know, you know how when you're really young, how people who should yeah. be really impressive, you're a bit snooty about. So the thing is, we were doing sketches when we were in our twenties, and there were people who we should have been totally yeah, in awe yeah. of, and we were maybe yeah. a bit snooty about because of what they were doing at the time. So, in other words, when Paul McCartney came on promoting the Frog Chorus, our our yeah. feeling was oh. the Frog Chorus is crap. Rather than thinking, Paul McCartney, you know. Yeah. And this Having happened a few that, times, though, I'd we, say. 
We were thrilled when he. We were a bit thrilled he came. I mean, I was, and I said, "Can I be his roadie and give him his guitar when he when he sort of got to the mime to his track?" So I handed him his guitar, which I was very mime. pleased about. It was very nice actually because we said, uh, "Oh, hello, you know, we're Trevor Simon," and he said, "Oh, I know who you are," and he didn't have to say that. We kind well, of and also the point the point know. to add there is this was about four or five weeks into the series. It's like yeah. we don't even, we don't even been doing live TV for about a month. So, you know, we were wow. so new to it. Wow. And we, we felt it's our that. job to introduce ourselves to these stars, and yet we were totally in awe and terrified by them. Amanda's just messaged it saying... Get on with it. You did No, 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 she didn't, because I don't know whether you know, but in 1991 I received this oh, photo. Thank you. For um, the listeners, um, it's a photo of Trevor Simon. Yes. I'd written in asking you whether you would... Oh, it wasn't Kinky Boots. It was Jennifer Juniper. I asked you whether you would remake Jennifer Juniper with me, and uh, Amanda was going, didn't they do Jennifer Juniper? We did. Yes, they did, Amanda, because I wrote in going, will you remake it with me? And then you wrote back, I've still got the How letter. How many times? Did you I <laughs> we did yeah. Jennifer Juniper with Donovan and also in the video for yeah. Jennifer Juniper, Jenny Eclair played Jennifer Juniper. Amazing. Well, I'm going to have to go back on the internet. I think, do you know what? Do you know what? Because... It's not there. I wish it was. I wish it, it was. There? Exactly. Why isn't it? You sang with Kylie, didn't you? Yes. We didn't sing yeah. with her. Did you mind we, we, with Kylie? We met Kylie and we did sketches yeah. with her. Oh, Kylie oh. was one of our very first celebrity guests, really, in the Singing Corner. The Singing Corner were the characters who said swing your pants a lot. Singing um, Corner. I what, love so, that you called what, it the Singing Corner. What did she smell oh, like? I'm sure fragrantly lovely, but the first time we... We did a sketch with her. We put her in a box full of straw because we thought it would be funny that um, because this I can't remember it was the first program of the new series or something. So we said that she'd been in hibernation and um, like the blue Peter tortoise. And uh, so we actually made her because she wasn't that famous at that point. She happily got herself into a cardboard box full of straw and we opened it up and Kylie came out of it. You must pinch yourself sometimes at your life. I want to come back on something because well, did, did you ask, what did she smell like? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I would like you to ask a, a similar question, but I'm going to I have to get yeah. another drink for this and I'd like you to ask us what did Sting smell like? So that the, uh, the sketches we did like. with Sting where we kept calling him by the wrong name and we kept calling him Stink. Yeah, and he'd go, no, I'm Sting and blah, blah, blah. We did all the sketches, we did all the live stuff, it was all oh. good fun and then afterwards his secretary, his PA, whatever, you know, someone close to him, she came up to us and she said, it's really funny that you called him Stink. And we said, why? And she said, well, because he does. <laughs> and, and, basically, no. and basically, he went through this stage, which, let's be fair, we've all done it of a certain age. I've done it. Well, we don't know yet. We went through this stage where we trusted the idea that a crystal was okay as a kind of deodorant. <laughs> People are walking away. You need to wear deodorant. <laughs> and also, oh. as a result of Sting doing it, I tried it. Which well, bollocks. No. Of course no. it doesn't work. I'm obsessed with what people smell like. She I met does. Louis Theroux once and I and I smelt him and we were in a lift. It was a very confined space. And he smelt like he'd been in the loft. Oh. So I like Oh my lord. Yes. Woody. Woody. Yeah. Oh. Is that Woody, is Woody and kind nice, of I bet. fusty? Let's imagine the Louis Theroux had thought, oh God. 
Let me read through some of my old clothes. And he found a jumper in the loft, and it was a favourite jumper of his. And he thought, I'll put this yeah. jumper on. And then all you now yeah, think of him is first, loft though. man, smelly loft man. Yes, but Simon, well, you would wash it first. I guess. Well, well maybe, maybe not. It maybe may not. well be a fragrance. A friend of mine the other, the other day told me that he'd got a very expensive fragrance. It was called something like Fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier today, me and Trev were joking. <laughs> And we were talking about Spit or Swallow, and we were talking about the the obvious comedy connotations of having that as the title. Yes. And we came up with a new version, which is that thing that people do in films where you have a drunkard in an alleyway see something go by that's unbelievable, and they're drinking from their bottle, and because it's so unbelievable, they go... <laughs> And they spit it out because it's. And I just did that. I just actually spurted my drink out because of what you said. Can't believe it. It's true though. Apparently, you know, like you know, you get these bespoke kind of designer fragrances and uh, fireplace uh, like cow's anus or Sting well, was maybe, Sting maybe. was wearing sweaty armpit, was he? Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's a very, there's a very I live down in Broadstairs between Margate and Ramsgate, and there's a, this is there's a very fancy. Uh, Shop called uh, Heckles, which which makes um, perfume and scents so that that uh, yeah very high end stuff. But it is some of it is um, made from from Margate seaweed. So you know you might not. Oh think for that. fuck's sake! That's another bloody crystal thing, isn't it? That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't rub it under my armpits. Anyway, <laughs> Margate seaweed. What, what are we doing? We're now? doing the listener the email. email. Listener yeah. story. Okay, I'm reading it for the first time. The first and only time I've drank espresso martinis was when I was when I had two in quick succession before going for dinner. The rest of the night is a blank. Wow. I woke up at around 6am, the little bit in between the outer and inner front doors of the hall. The outer door was glass, so I was in full view of the neighbours and any passers-by. Well, that's where she woke up. Oh I say she, it sounds like you, Simon. The next day was, as you can imagine, pure hell. And as I pieced together my missing hours, I had a dim memory of the cab driver letting me off my fare because I was too drunk to open my purse. Oh. I then spent the afternoon trying to locate which cab company it was so I could reimburse the lovely driver, which I did, although the reunion was as awkward as you would expect. Love the show from Gwen. Thank you, Gwen. Oh, brilliant, Gwen. Oh, more people have to tell us their drug stories. That's a great one. That's a cracking one. That really is. So she was like stuck in the gooch. Yes, wasn't she? The gooch of the situation. Exactly that. Simon's looking at me as if say, "What's the gooch?" You lost me. The gooch is between your bum hole and the genitalia. You know that that is a thing. You are. I thought that was like. I thought that was called something like the perineum. You taint. Perineum it is. Yes, but it is the goo. Oh, what is oh, that? See, I hate, hate I don't know the slang. I only know the technical term. <laughs> Gucci handbags are made from the skin of the perineum. people from their perineum. Right, okay. No, they are not. No, they're not. Don't don't listen to her. Don't listen oh, to her. Thank Look at God. her. No. <laughs> oh, Simon, you took we took you on a journey there, didn't we? I am. Um, I have one final question for you two, and I don't want this to ever, work, but it's got to uh, because otherwise we'll all end up in the Betty Ford Clinic um, again. So let's imagine. I'm asking you both, right? So let's imagine that you've had some wine and there's a spittoon. Whose spittoon would you drink? Wow. It's gone really quiet. Did you hear that I silence? Yeah, it went really quiet. I felt like I had to talk. It's gone, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it'd have to be Robson and Jerome 
Oh, yes. oh what a heady mix yeah, that, yeah. Would be. that would be. Oh, yeah. It would be like an unchained melody. I've just done I wonder somewhere. how many parts Robson and how many parts Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> it would be four parts Robson and one part Jerome. Simon looks really serious here. He's, He's really considering, considering this, yeah. it. What's, what's I'm really, the, um, well, I'm really confused. You're asking out. me to consider yeah. drinking something yeah. from someone I admire drink. where they've Mm. They've expelled it. They don't care for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what we're asking. So in that case, yeah. it's unanswerable. So for the sake of an answer, <laughs> I'll say yours and Sally's. The two yeah, of you. yeah. Uh, But the thing is, <laughs> neither of us have ever spat in our lives. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, it's the espresso martini. Oh, okay. We've got to decide. I, the espresso martini. I mean, I, I think evidence oh, would suggest come it's on. a swallow. It's a swallow. Yeah. But, Listen, but, yeah. seriously, like you're going to spit. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. It's, it's oh. a swallow. But Lou, you did try all yeah. the tin, didn't you, as well? So oh, you could do... The, the tin... The tin can go fucking right. Um That was disgusting. But Trev's recipe, yes, yeah. please. I didn't have a head on it, but that's for me. To and with the, I, I really like it with the sugar syrup. I know you said it would be too sweet, but I, I beg to differ. That's bloody mm. lovely. Mm. Okay, well, fair enough. And so, Simon, is this a spit or a swallow from you? I mean, here's the thing. Trev bought me one of the ingredients of it, so obviously it's a swallow. Oh. Always. Can I just say, I mean, we, we've met some lovely people on our podcast, but you two have been very entertaining oh, and I can't thank you enough. Do you know, I you, I got this photo in 1991. Did you? Do you know oh, that? Well, I'm glad you got it. Yes, I, I can't did. believe that. Taken another yeah, one. thanks. Uh, thank you thank so you. much for joining us. No, I think it's an honour. Thanks thank for thank giving you, us the chance you. to get drunk at six o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast or email us at Spit or Swallow Podcast 34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye. Bye.